Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Five persons, including actress Sharon Tate, were found dead at the home of Miss Tate and her husband, screen director Roman Poyansky. The whole thing is very, Tate, very mysterious, but this is what I know. Authorities say a menacing letter received yesterday by a Vallejo newspaper was not sent by the infamous Zodiac Killer. That Area 51, the secret Air Force base in Nevada, actually exists. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. He's been called the East Side Rapist. He's been called the Visalia Ransacker. The original Night Stalker. And the Golden State Killer. You have now entered into the house of mystery, the best in true crime, conspiracy, and alternative history, with Al Warren and Kevin Thompson. KCAA, the stations that leave no listener behind. Broadcasting on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. The trifecta of talk radio for Southern California. Welcome back into the House of Mystery. I'm your host today, Al Warren. My co-host today is Dr. Joe Usinski. How are you doing, Joe? Very good. How are you? Well, you know, another day. Throat's getting a little bit uh, rough here. It's sounding a little bit butch. I think all the smoke's getting to me, but it's part, part of life. Well, I think that will tie in perfectly with today's topic. So I would like to invite you right now to come down to Florida where the air is a very good quality and I think the humidity would do very well for you. Well, there we go. I'll hop on a plane now. (laughs) (laughs) The beaches will welcome you. Yeah, well, you know, it depends on what part of Florida, you know. Um, So now that hurricane, is that coming, that's north of you, Um so what's what's the deal on that? It's, they keep keep making it sound like it's going to be real devastating. 
So it sounds like it, and a lot of people are evacuating, but not Florida. They're looking at North Carolina where it's going to hit. So it's a, it's a, it's a little bit further north than where we are. And, um, that's good because we're still reeling from, from Irma last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that's how it goes. Um, you know, wish them the best. The, um, now, now, is this, is this the, uh, Russians uh, causing this? <laughs> so that's a very good question because I, I I don't I think right now there are very few things that we don't blame the Russians for. Um, so weather control seems perfectly fine. And if you go back to the Cold War, there were actually a lot of conspiracy theories saying that um, either the the Soviet government can control the weather or our government can control the weather. Um, but there but there is a lot of belief in weather control. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you ever watch, if you ever watch the daily news and they, and they tell you, you know, what the weather's going to be tomorrow, it should become, you know, very, very clear, very fast that it's uncontrollable and nobody knows what's going to happen. Well, yeah. Oh, you know, that was a big thing. I know, I know we've interviewed a lot of people from the sixties, um, saying that that was kind of a government project was to learn how to control the weather. And they thought if they could control the weather, they would control their enemies. Sure, and there's there's little doubt that governments have been looking to do this forever, right? People have always wanted to control the weather. I mean, think about rain dances or praying to certain gods for rain or or sun. Um, so there's always humans have always had a desire to do this, um, and I and I don't doubt that during the 40s, 50s, and 60s, during the height of the Cold War, that the U.S. government was very intent on figuring out how to do this. I mean, if you could send a drought to a country and cripple their farming. I mean, what 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 better way to win a war, right? Yeah. Or to California. Yeah. And if you and this was particularly popular as you say in the 1960s. If you go back and watch the Woodstock uh documentary that shows the concerts and it has interview with the moviegoers, once it starts raining, you have all the young people saying Nixon did this. He was seeding the clouds to make it rain on us. <laughs> well, <there. laughs> <laughs> oh, Nixon did more than we knew. Yeah. Wow, he was just... <laughs> well, the truth is, you can't put it past him, but... Yeah. Uh, at the same token, he, he was actually up to doing much worse things than just making it rain, so... Yeah, he was into real stuff, making some money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and violating the Constitution in horrible ways. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's, let's do something really good. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy, uh, you know. But um, they so now. In as of late, I hear a lot about uh, people talk about uh, Monsanto's, and that they, they believe that they are controlling the weather. And and we had Michael. Um, oh, I forget his name. He's from the um, Chemtray Trail Sprayers Association. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I forget their name, but you know he's the head of it. So he um, said to me on the show that uh, uh, they've been spraying things to control the weather. What they spray actually gives Monsanto's the ability to control the weather and our crops, and therefore our people. Really? That, yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> he give me an hour of that. And well, it's actually not such a fringe belief, and I actually thought that 
maybe only you know five to ten percent of people really believed in this chemtrail thing. Um, but there's been new polling done, and if you ask the question so that people can either say it's definitely true or probably true, you wind up with almost forty percent saying either definitely or probably true. So while it's a small minority who are sort of organizing their lives around this belief and are convinced that the lines in the sky really are um, chemicals put there to hurt us, yeah. um, there's a lot of other people who conceivably would say, you know, that could be happening. I wonder you know? what that, why that is. Um, because when I say that could be, well, you know, anything could be. Because be if you don't know what it really is, then you would say, okay, it could be, you know. Um, and if you ask the questions, do you think the government is doing this, then anyone who doesn't like the government for some other reason will say, sure, yeah. you know, that could be true. And not so much because they're responding to the idea that they're putting stuff in the trails behind planes, but just because you're responding to um, the government and you want to express your dislike of them. Well, yeah, like if I have to wait in line at the DMV, <laughs> uh, it, and someone asked me when I'm waiting in the line. They're definitely poisoning us. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're behind it all. They're, they're the reason I'm waiting. Yeah, no, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I you know, I, I get accused of working for the government because I, I always keep saying this, that uh, how about some evidence? Well, I get accused of, of working for Satan, so I guess you have one up on me. Well, I don't know. Aren't they one and the same? I think maybe they are the same. <laughs> I thought I thought Hillary was Lucifer. So, no. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, it's hard for me to keep up. Well, regardless, this idea of weather control is actually a really good topic, and because we get all those hurricanes, um, particularly in Florida, but in other places too. Um, we wanted to know what people in hurricane-prone areas thought about this. Um, so we did a survey of 2,000 Floridians, and we asked them if they thought that big weather events like like Hurricane Irma and other hurricanes are, are controlled by the government. And, and, and before I give you the result of the survey that we did last month, let me just tell you, when I was buying my batteries and bottled water and whatnot at Target, I was in line, and as I was checking out, the cashier said to me, you know, I think Trump controls this. He's behind this hurricane. And it didn't really bother me that much that she was saying this, because I'm like, oh, a, you know, a cashier, a target, you know, she can think whatever she wants. The woman behind me uh, chimed in with her two cents, and she said, yeah, I'm convinced that the government's controlling this too, and this is a Trump thing, he's sending this hurricane to get us. And I said, well, what do you do for a living? And she said, I'm a school teacher. Oh. <laughs> and that's where I became a little bit more concerned. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It's, um, uh, you know, Trump could hardly spill the word hurricane. I, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, here's the interesting thing is normally you send hurricanes, you know, I would think, to the states that didn't vote for you, not to the ones that did. Well, yeah, that's that's true. Unless he just wants to, you know, knock over Mar-a-Lago and collect the insurance money on it. That I wouldn't put past him. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, it doesn't make sense um, because you have to look at what what's the long term. What do you get out of it? You know, like at the end of the hurricane and 
all these homes are destroyed what's what's the positive for trump himself nothing and and there are you know you often find this faulty economic reasoning like oh think of all the jobs that will be created when we have to rebuild everything but it's actually that's really a bad way to think because you know if that was true then we just go around smashing everything and just keep building it. But we would never do that because we know that, you know, blowing stuff up, knocking buildings over, it's just not economically productive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, they don't spend money on the infrastructure as it is. Um, yeah. I mean, so I spending more isn't going to help anyone. Yeah. No, no. And they're slow at repairing. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't believe that. But it's it's funny that you should say that, how people in the lineup are actually accusing Trump now and they voted him in <laughs> to get rid of the government that was always doing things to control people like you know they take their guns away and all the stuff that they've said before um, now it's actually falling on Trump yeah that's actually surprising because he was kind of the alternative and now two years in not so much anymore well he's the establishment now yeah, I guess it, it, you know, I guess it just, the, the years fly by and you don't think about it. I just, it's been two years and maybe for a lot of people, he's become the man. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I just. Uh, well, that's why his rhetoric really focuses on the idea that he's an outsider. He's being victimized. He's being attacked by these powerful forces like the deep state and, you know, Robert Mueller and the Democrats and so he he puts out this air that that he and we you know are constantly under threat and that keep that's designed to keep him you know with this outsider status even though he is the biggest insider there there is yeah and it really confuses me when he calls it a democrat witch hunt <laughs> uh, you know, well. because well, you know, because so many of them, like Mueller and all those, they're all lifelong Republicans. Yeah, and you know what? The, the there's an interesting dynamic here. This isn't about Republicans and Democrats, exactly. And this is actually a point. I, I actually ha uh, had Roger Stone come to campus um, a couple days ago, <laughs> and uh, you know, I didn't believe most of the things that Roger said, but there was one thing he said that I that I absolutely agree with, and he said this isn't about Republicans and Democrats; it's about insiders and outsiders. And you know, if we simplify everything down to left versus right, we're going to miss this other dynamic of you know insiders controlling things and trying to keep outsiders out. And that's, and I think that very much played a role in, in, in the camp, in the 2016 election where all the insiders, the newspapers, everything were all against Trump right off the bat. And I don't, and I think honestly Trump could have changed a lot of what he was saying and he still would have had the same result because they just, the insiders were not going to support an outsider. Yeah. Yeah, Roger Stone, was that where he did the little Nixon peace signs <laughs> <laughs> at your campus? I saw that online on the paper. He was doing some speech somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we had him in the class last week, so. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, I get along well with Roger. Roger, I've had a few times, and he's we get along quite well. I don't agree with 90% of what he says, but 
we always get along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Kevin, the co host there, he uh he's always wagging his tail and <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> he's totally excited. You know, he's a, he's an InfoWars guy, so Yeah. Well, he appears on InfoWars a lot, so that and he shares that same overall mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it's always it, it. I guess it used to be shocking to me, but it's not anymore. I mean, a lot of political consultants and campaign workers and lobbyists are hardcore conspiracy theorists. You know, and, and it's just part of the job. I think in that if you are designed, if your job is designed around doing dirty tricks and manipulating people, and you know, uh, doing all that sort of insider stuff. Um, you're going to believe in a lot of these things. So, I mean, Roger was talking about Kennedy assassination conspiracy theories and 9-11 conspiracy theories, and you name it. I mean, he believed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's right on all those. So I'm going to have to go debrief the class at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, that was just for entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so now if the government's controlling our weather, and there's also a big talk about how they control the mass shootings yeah and that's another thing roger stone is in on because of the Infowars thing you know of course saying that they're all they're all faked yeah so roger said you know i don't agree with everything that alex jones says and i don't know how anyone possibly could agree with everything he said because they've got they've got all sorts of weird things going on on Infowars. yeah um but he said, I agree with some of the things he says, you know, and he, and what he likened it to was, you know, I go on CNN and I don't agree with most of CNN. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, let me give you some numbers here. Okay. And, yeah, right. uh, so uh, do you believe the catastrophic weather events like hurricanes are controlled by the government uh, in a representative survey of Floridians? Um, 68% disagreed. So that's good. Mm -hmm. uh, but 18% weren't sure if the government controlled this or not, which is sort of a shockingly high number. Um, like how, you know, you either think they do or they don't. I don't know why you're hedging. And then 14% agreed and said they do believe that the government controls hurricanes. So it's out of every 100 people you meet, about 15 of them think that hurricanes are controlled by, by Trump or some other government official. <laughs> wow. So you have to be careful. <laughs> because that's, that's a right to carry guns, isn't it? Don't piss off the government because they're going to come and uh, hit you with a hurricane. <laughs> that's right. They'll put a hurricane right over your house. <laughs> and and uh, yet that's it. it. Man, they get your address. They just punch it into their little boom. <laughs> yeah, and boom, you're done. So the government must hate Oklahoma because they're hitting them with with tornadoes all the time. And if you if you go look at opinions after uh, Katrina in New Orleans, there was a lot of people who believed that the government blew the levees purposely to flood the city. <laughs> okay, and so and that and that belief persists there to this day. You have a lot of people who still think that. And and what was the point of that? 
Uh, well, a lot of it had to do with um, racial disparity. So people thought that the government wanted to get black people. So they were going to blow up the levees to, to punish um, African Americans in the city. Um, and you can poll, there are polls that are still being done of that that show that those beliefs are still fairly widespread there. So. Wow. Okay. But you, yeah. you did mention mass shootings. So if we move on to mass shootings, I'll give you the numbers on that. And they're, they're actually very similar. So for mass shootings, um, you've got 69% disagree with it. Uh, 17% aren't sure. And then 15% agree that uh, mass shootings, like the Parkland and Orlando shootings, um, are hoaxes designed, away, designed to take, take away our guns. Wow. Yeah, but you know, um, after so many now, and they still haven't taken away the guns, where, where does it end? It is funny. I mean, if you think about it, because people are saying this since Sandy Hook. Yeah. Right? Like, the, this is just a trick to get our guns, and they never get the guns. Yeah. So they're the worst conspirators on the planet. <laughs> yeah, because years are going by and nothing's changing. Like, they're not... Yeah, we, we keep blowing people away for no reason. Yeah, well, remember, they're they're not really. They're just actors. But I find that this, like like how bad the conspiracies work, doesn't stop the conspiracy theorists from believing it. So one I, that I run into all the time is this belief that the CIA created the term conspiracy theory to stop people from believing in JFK conspiracy theories. And the first thing I say to them, well, that's just not true because the term conspiracy theory goes back long before that. You can just search in, in the online archives of newspapers and whatnot and find it going back at least to the 1870s. Right. And, and it's attached to the concept of conspiracy theory, right? So the yeah. term is being used even 150 years ago the way that we use it now. So the CIA did not create it. They did not take a term and add meaning to it. And they didn't even take the term and add a negative connotation to it because that's already been there for a long time. But even more so, if it was the CIA's intent to you know, to do that, to stop people from believing in JFK conspiracy theories, it did not work at all because that's probably the most popular conspiracy theory there is. So that by by the late 90s, you had 80% of the country believing in JFK conspiracy <laughs> theories. So if they believe that that's true, conspiracy theorists should actually be happy that the CIA, the worst conspirator out there, is actually the most ineffective conspirator, too. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing, the thing is, too, um, why is it that you can, you could physically show someone articles or some something from way before the CIA using the term conspiracy theory, but they won't allow that into their into their, I don't know, repertoire of evidence. You know, they, don't, they don't accept it, it, it. It, it. So one thing we find with conspiracy theorists, and, and other people have this too, and I think we all do it to some extent, right. is that nobody wants to be proved wrong. So when you get evidence that contradicts your beliefs, you move the goalposts. And, and, and it happens, you know, normal people do this, but even the smartest people do this. And, it, but it's, it's just one of those things that you see with conspiracy theories. 
you know, I'll give you one example is the, the Obama birth certificate thing. So, you know, you had these people saying Obama was born in some other country, so he's really a foreign usurper who's trying to take power and he's a Manchurian candidate. <laughs> and the first claim was he doesn't have a birth certificate. So then they released the short-form birth certificate. And they said, well, that doesn't count. Where's the long-form birth certificate? So then they, then they released the long-form birth certificate. And they said, well, that doesn't count because that's been forged. <laughs> so there's no evidence that you can give people that's going to convince them of something they don't want to believe. So, I mean, most of what we find is that it's not the evidence driving the beliefs. It's just people pick and choose evidence to support beliefs they already have. Well, that's, that's well, okay. I, I, I agree, but I just think that it doesn't make sense. If, if, you, if, <laughs> if you find some evidence that proves something wrong or different, a different outcome, then you've got to take that in and move on and kind of find your way. This is that, you know, just, <laughs> but hey, what do I know? But it, it, it happens in a whole lot of other areas besides conspiracy theory, too. So um, I wound up in a sort of a back and forth with Paul Krugman, a, a Nobel Prize winner a couple of years ago. And, and we put out my survey data that said, you know, people on the left and the right believe in conspiracy theories about equally, and they have, you know, conspiracy worldviews about equally. And he couldn't, uh, you know, fathom this, because it went against his very liberal worldview. Um, so he said, well, I wasn't talking about the mass public, I was just talking about important people. Oh. <laughs> you know, so now you change the claim so that you can keep, you know, what you want to believe intact. I had to deal with this with a uh, journalist writing for Salon a couple weeks ago, too, who took issue with the same thing. And he just couldn't couldn't bear to deal with the fact that left and right are equally prone to conspiracy theorizing. And he said, you know, all your data shows all this stuff, but you're not looking at the right thing. You have to look at something else. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't say what that is, but it's just the point where you don't get the result you want, so the test must be rigged, or the test is the wrong test. So, yeah, yeah. I always say if you want to make sure of something, go directly to the National Enquirer and <laughs> and, and, and see if it's there. Then you know it's true. <laughs> so let's. Look. Why don't we go back in Florida history, and I'll recount a few of these. So these are very Florida-specific conspiracy theories asked only the, to Floridians. Um, so so why don't we go back 18 years to the 2000 election, and that was a big deal in Florida. Um, and a lot of people thought that the the race was rigged in favor of George W. Bush because his brother Jeb Bush happened to be governor at the time. So when we ask people, do you think the 2000 recount in favor of George W. Bush was rigged, we had 30% saying yes. Yeah, yeah, I would see that. There's, it, there seems to be a real, a real call for that kind of thought right now. <clears throat> I'm not sure if it's because of the last election or what, but I hear that a lot more even through the media. And, and it well, it happens quite a bit, and that's actually a pretty pretty straightforward number. Is that you've got um, particularly Democrats when they lose an election to a Republican, they'll say, you know, it was rigged. 
and vice versa it happens too. When the Republicans lose, then an equal number say it was rigged against us. So if you win, then of course it wasn't rigged. You got the right outcome. But if you lose, you were cheated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only with Trump, he was still rigged. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Trump didn't say that the Electoral College was rigged, right? Yeah. I mean that he won that. So to to him that was hunky dory, and he was he was tweeting those numbers out the other day, saying, "Look at the electoral college result." Um, but for the popular vote, which he lost, he said that was rigged. Three million illegals sullied the vote. <laughs> and there you have it. And so <laughs> and now we know. Yeah. So no- I'll go back a few years before. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Or that to the 1963 assassination of President Kennedy. So nationwide, right now, we get about 60% of the country thinks that there was a conspiracy or cover-up in the assassination. But we wanted to be a little more specific with Floridians and ask something that was um, something that Floridians would care about. So we said, "Do you think that Fidel Castro played a role in the assassination of Kennedy?" And we actually got 25% that agreed and said yes that he did. 43% weren't sure, and 33% said no. Oh. So actually, I mean, the the interesting number there, see, if you put the agree and not sure together, you wind up with about 70%, um, which is 70% of people who don't 
you know, presumably agree with the Warren Commission's finding that w- that it was a single shooter. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but I, I wonder why that is. Is that just because of what they hear in the in the media or stories or books, I guess? Well, if you were in Florida, I mean, particularly when Trump started releasing documents about the assassination um, about a year ago, um, there was a lot of reporting about Castro because that's sort of a big hook down here, right? Like, did Castro have something to do with it? Because that's, that's something that a lot of Floridians care about because of, of the relationship with with the island that we have yeah yeah a lot of cubans there yeah Hmm. so moving right along so we have that and then did the government play a large role in perpetuating the cocaine market and that is probably true (laughs) (laughs) and there was actually pretty good evidence that the cia was involved in uh um, some some nefarious dealings with cocaine the um you know uh cartels and and there was actually reporting back in you know some some decades ago that said yeah there's pretty good evidence um that this happened so but we had about a third uh agreeing that that was the case a third disagreeing and a third not sure so about even numbers um but the cocaine market was very big in florida um and my wife tells me she was living here during the 80s and 90s said you know a lot of people were just getting really big houses for no reason <laughs> <laughs> and you knew what they were up to <laughs> yeah well they were they work at the supermarket and they yeah <laughs> and they got a promotion <laughs> i'm the meat manager <laughs> yeah. um so if if we then ask and so speaking of foreign countries and Cubans, if we ask Floridians about immigration, so we gave them the statement, um, the government is hiding the true cost of immigration to taxpayers and society. So we wound up with 40% of Floridians agreeing that the government is hiding the true cost of immigration and only 24% disagreeing. So those are, to me, those are sort of unfortunate numbers. I mean, it speaks about a suspicion of government, um, which I don't necessarily blame them for when you have politicians who are lying all the time about about all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but normally when you get government reports about what's the cost of immigration and whatnot, those aren't, you know, doctor numbers. Um, but these people seem to... Um, be suspicious of immigration and its impact on us. Yeah, you know, but when you get to numbers, you know, uh, when you get the immigration numbers, they're going to think that um, it's it's doctored in the sense of who's in government because when you have uh, Trump and, and anti-immigrant sort of outlook, um, they're going to believe that they're using anything they can against immigrants. You know, mm. to turn people, because um, you know, before one thing I look at is before the election, all of the numbers on jobs and uh, unemployment and all that stuff, they were always uh, being accused of being uh, doctored, like they're fake. You know, it's not really seven percent unemployment; it's it's closer to fifty, and the numbers are fake. And you know, you had the whole right side kind of preaching that 
And now and it's, it's it's really funny too because the numbers were fake up until yeah. Trump could take responsibility for them, and then they were real. Then they're real. So I just, I mean, how <laughs> that that makes no sense because what make what makes them real now? So well, yeah, but both sides do this, right? You have you had Trump doing this thing. Oh, these were fake, but now they're real. And the de- and the Democrats during the Obama oh, these numbers are real and. You know, look how good Obama's doing, and now that the now that it's attributed to Trump, they say, "Well, it really means that people are working two jobs, yeah. or some other thing that isn't true, right?" Yeah. So um, nobody wants to give credit to the other side, and you know, and nobody wants to take credit for bad things themselves. So. Yeah, but um, I think um, I'm coming to the point that you know, when you have both sides of your government uh, talking about the same numbers and calling them different things complete opposites then uh, what would what would prevent them from doing it with the immigration money as well like if you, if you believe yeah. the government is is just you know telling you what you want to hear or they're anti this and they do this and that, they're manipulating their numbers to prove their point whoever government's in and both governments are doing it then what's to say that they aren't fake you know then 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 let's say that that's that was your disposition. Say I'm not going to listen to the government. Right. There are other people. There are people other than the government you can go to who have expertise on this. Right. I mean, there are um, hundreds and hundreds of uh, sociologists and economists and and political scientists who study this. And and generally, um, the consensus among academics is is that immigration is a is a net positive. Yeah. And particularly with the economists. Um, it's 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 a it's a positive. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? And and the problem is that even when you have some sort of negative number, um, you know, immigrants committed this crime or they take these jobs or this or that, they always forget the other things that immigrants do, and that is that even if immigrants get some amount of social services or the kids go to the public schools. You know, you're not accounting for all the production that these people um, provide to the country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they all vote for Democrats. <laughs> 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 oh, it's terrible, <laughs> terrible. Uh, you know, but you know the thing is, most of your, um, most of the people out, you know, Joe Citizen, they call it or whatever, um, they're not going to look beyond what they hear on the news. That's right, and there are some people who are who actually are going to pay a cost for immigration, right? So if you are uh, um, in certain jobs that immigrants would take potentially, then you know you're going to be competing and potentially for a lower wage. So some people are going to be hurt. Yeah. And what should what society should do is make sure that we you know create a pillow for these people so that. Um, there's something for them to lean on so that they have some support um, when when their jobs are injured or they lose their job or something like that. Same thing with trade. We should be able to take care of people so when they face competition from trade, they don't get totally screwed. Um, but even with that said, I mean, the message from economists on trade is that it's good. You know, there are a lot of countries in decline, you know, and, and you look at things that cause it. It's when they don't engage in trade and they don't allow immigration and their populations can't support themselves. Right, yeah. 
No, I know. I think it's a good thing, but that's what we have. <laughs> yeah. So from the serious to the zany, um, because this is Florida, um, we do have Disney World, and I think that's half of our economy. So we asked Floridians, um, after his death, was Walt Disney's body frozen and kept underneath Disney World? Um, so this is something I always thought was true. So the first time I went to Epcot, I was always looking in like the bodies of water there to see if I could see like a cryogenic tank with a body in it. <laughs> <laughs> I never found it. Um, but I do think that, you know, they put out a movie called Frozen. So I think that maybe that's some sort of clue that Walt Disney is actually frozen. Um, but anyway, Floridians, 42% disagreed, but 17% did agree that Disney is frozen underneath the theme park. Well, and I thought someone had his brain somewhere, too. Uh, yeah, so that would be part of the... Some people think the whole body is frozen. Some people think the brain is frozen. Um, the family denies this, and they say it's not true. Um it is true that there was conversations had prior to his death about potentially doing this. But what the family said is he didn't go through with it. Hmm. And and how do you think Mr. Disney would fare now with the Me Too generation and all the stuff going on, um, considering he was um, a Nazi supporter? Uh, well, you know, as a company... Yeah. I mean, Disney is constantly um, having to deal with politics. And you think that politics would be the furth furthest thing from this, right? Right. But they have to deal with, um, you know, attacks about the wages that they pay. I know Bernie Sanders did a big rally outside of Disneyland uh, two years ago. Um, you have um, a, a lot of the people, particularly at Disney World, a lot of the people that visit it come from um, very Republican evangelical states like Georgia, South Carolina, Mississippi, Alabama. And at the same time, um, they have a, a lot of their workers are, are gay and you have a big gay constituency. So there are days where, Walt, where Disney World would cater to the Christian audience and they would have Night of Joy and then other days where they would have, you know, gay, um, <laughs> gay celebration, gay pride days. So they're trying to appeal to all of these different audiences. Um, they have to thread a needle, and and it's it's not easy to do. No, no, that's why I don't know. I you know I just wonder how a lot of people from old times would do in modern modern times with with their old time beliefs. Well, SNL did a skit on this like twenty five years ago where they. <laughs> They said, you know, the founding fathers of America have, have flown into the future to help us solve our problems, and they've put together a plan to get rid of the deficit and solve the budget crisis and get people back to work. And uh, they send these founding fathers, uh, Benjamin Franklin and George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and they put them out to a press conference and say, we've solved all the problems. Here we are, the greatest minds in political history, and we've got exactly what you need. And the first question is, you know, what about you holding slaves? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they can't solve the problems because we're stuck on all these terrible, terrible things that they did, you know, 300 years ago. Yeah. So, and, and this is, you know, this is still a pertinent question because as they 
you know, you have places in the South that honor um, the Confederate uh, war soldiers and generals and, and Confederate leaders. Um, and then how does that translate into present day? Yeah. You know, are we are we getting rid of history or are we taking down things that are, you know, clearly tied very closely to racism? Um, and these are debates that play out over time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't know. And and so what else do our friends in Florida think? Well, that's everything we asked. Um, but the good news is, since you brought up hurricanes and we talked about hurricane beliefs, what we found, we also asked about hurricane preparedness. And the good thing is that um, people did prepare very well in terms of getting batteries and water and whatnot. And that's that's something I think about hurricanes and our science is that we can predict these things, you know, weeks in advance. And particularly with Irma, which was very slow moving, um, everyone was able to get everything they need. And the people who, who stuck it out and stayed home um they were actually very prepared to do so and, th- and that was a very good thing yeah but why should we believe science in in some <laughs> cases and not others like why do we need to believe them that this is really going to happen the hurricane's really going to hit hit like you know I mean, it's well just... that's the thing is that i you know we can't know everything on our own right is that there are only so many things we can experience directly um, that we have to take other people's word for it, and we should take people who are ex- the word of people who are experts in that particular thing, right? So when I want to know the weather tomorrow, I don't talk to a psychic; I talk to a weather person. <laughs> well, yeah, but why? You know, like if if, if, if the world is because the weather person, as many mistakes as they make, they have a better track record than than the psychic. Yeah, but my neighbor told me that the world is flat and not round. So, how you know? Why do we? But yet they'll tell you when the when the eclipse is happening, and they got the glasses out and they're they're waiting for it. So why is it that we accept certain things from science and not others? It's because we pick and choose what we want based on what we want to believe. Because we tend to start with the conclusion. And then we're backward to the evidence. Oh, that's right? not a and good way to progress. Yeah, no, it's a terrible, terrible way. But that's how a lot of people do things. Because we have to come up with knowledge on the fly. And it's not like we're carrying all this, you know, around in our brains day to day. I mean, how often do we really think about the curvature of the earth? Right? Yeah. But if you're somebody who's big into uh, biblical interpretation, um, you say, well, I guess I'll just go with the Bible on this. And that it's flat, and then I'll come up with evidence after the fact to show that it's flat. Yeah, but uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, we see this with a good example. Of this is nine eleven truthers, right? So they said the government's lying about everything, and they're involved in a big plot against us. Then half the evidence they provide is government evidence. <laughs> Well, yeah, and 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 I'm not sure it's really. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't sound like it's very logical. Most of it. So, I I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> but you know, um, you know, when I want to lose weight, I go to someone that knows how to lose weight. So I buy Oprah. 
<laughs> Oprah's book. Well, I heard there's this thing where you, there's little metal balls, and if you tape them to the back of your ear, it helps you lose weight. Exactly. But they have to be blessed. <laughs> blessed with the, with the, <laughs> the, some saint. we got to make one up. But once they're blessed, and it only costs you 20 bucks a blessing, <laughs> you will lose weight. No, I just I just don't know. It's just people don't think. But that makes Oprah a genius because she can sell things that she's not successful at. Yeah, and that's we have to be very careful because we wind up with a lot of people on TV who, you know, make wild claims that aren't necessarily don't have any evidence to back them up. Right? I mean, you had Jenny McCarthy on The View for a year and a half talking about vaccines with things that aren't, you know, really grounded. Um, you had, uh, I mean, I think it was Whoopi Goldberg on The View, and she doubted the moon landing. Uh, you had Rosie O'Donnell, who said jet fuel doesn't melt steel. You know, so you can go on to daytime programming. You're going to find a lot of claims that, that are dubious. Yeah. Well, there's no regulation on it, so anybody can say No, that. nor should there be. So I'm happy to have these people get their say, and I'm happy to criticize them when they say things that aren't backed <laughs> up by, by evidence. So yeah, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been, it's been another eventful week. Um, anything exciting as in recent um, conspiracies this week? Well, Q is still going on, and I'm still getting a lot of uh, um, tweets from Q people, but I haven't seen any any, any big drops by Q that say anything's going to happen. Um, I guess we're waiting for the shoe to drop on the, the rest of the satanic cult um, who eat babies, and I'm waiting for them to be arrested, but it hasn't happened yet. So Yeah, me too. If Q is out there, uh, make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get the, get this going. And I guess the other big thing has to do with Alex Jones. He's, he's, he was banned um, from a few social media platforms, and now Twitter's let him go too. So, yeah, yeah, I think I, you know, that's kind of how it's going to go. I think he's. Uh... But that's that's a really big deal, and I I really have to wonder how they're going to decide who who can stay and who they're going to kick off. Because, I mean, part of the idea of this social media is to democratize media so you don't have these establishment gatekeepers deciding, you know, what the approved establishment knowledge is. By democratizing it and letting everybody share, um, you would have a bigger range of ideas. But now they're going against that. And they're gonna, we're going to knock this out and knock that out. So they've taken on the role of deciding who can be part of the conversation and who can't, and that's very authoritarian. Yeah, but, you know, you have to wonder, but if you um, if you sign a, a deal with a, a platform like that, isn't it, so don't you sort of have to follow their rules then? You do, and they have every right, but they sh then shouldn't be able to say, we're a democratized platform that allows all sorts of different points of view. They should say, hey, we're Twitter. We allow certain points of view, but not this, 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 or, or this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, because I know that in our, in our station, our, our um, YouTube channel, um, most of the shows that we do here, 
um, or crime and, and mystery and stuff. And most of those um, with YouTube, you know, you can't make any money on. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you, there is a, I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff on Twitter. And one way you could solve some of it is to make sure that everyone's identified. So get rid of the anonymity. Right? So once you're attaching, you know, names of people or organizations or whatnot to every account and verifying that they're real people or organizations, then you're going to, you know, that would in itself clamp down on a lot of the gibberish that's out there. And, I, and, I, and I'm actually okay with that um, because, you know, I think if you have things you want to say but want to do it anonymously... I mean, you know, I don't think, I, I think you have less of a right to that. Yeah, 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 it kind of, um, I mean, I can understand, yeah. yeah, I can understand where anonymity would be good in sharing certain, you know, unpopular opinions, okay, um, but, I mean, it, it, to me that would be very fair, and it would be across the board to say, you know, we're only going to allow real people and real organizations to, to, to have have accounts, yeah. I'd be like, all right. And that way, if somebody says something crazy or hateful or off the you know off the wall, then we can hold them accountable for it directly. Yeah. Well, there we have it. You know, um, I'll remember that next time I'm tweeting <laughs> under your assumed name. <laughs> under my assumed name. Are, are, are you the new Carlos Danger? <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, that's me. <laughs> Girl's danger, and um, I'm tweeting uh, uh, great pictures, <laughs> <laughs> but only for of age people. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, none of this underage stuff. That's going to be scary. Going to jail in November for him. Oh my gosh! Wow, I wouldn't want to be him. No, 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 no. But you know, that's how it goes. You know, you know, it's it's funny or not funny, but it's just amazing. You know, married and becoming mayor and on top of the world to uh, jail and registered sex offender. Yeah, yeah. So it's like last moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, Joe, it's always exciting. It's always good to talk to you and put some um, rational, logical viewpoints on conspiracy and the news and the world well thank you always great to be with you yeah because you know uh, we'd fall apart <laughs> <laughs> well and uh, we'll be back again next Wednesday um, uh, thanks for being here to find out more about our show guests or listen to a previous show visit our website at www.somethingweirdmedia.com show is over for now was it as good for you as it was for me well good night this has been a production of something weird media i'll be back you've been listening to the house of mystery radio show to find out more about our guests hosts or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night.
been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.